Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. No Rami today. Just Mackie and Judd. Old school style. Old school as of like what it was two weeks ago. Yeah, throwback. Yep. The throwback show. But uh, you can find Rami back with us on Monday. It's been fun having him on board here the last couple weeks as we... Expand if you're if you're like Lyle last hour and you're listening maybe you're listening on AM fifteen hundred right now the all new Score North or you're streaming us live and you're wondering what is this this isn't fifteen hundred ESPN no it is not I mean we were on fifteen hundred ESPN but we have expanded our menu of local content that means on the radio but also in podcast form slash on demand we have a full slate of shows on demand that you can find at scorenorth.com, s k o r north dot com and uh, we've upped our social media game, too. We have more tricks up our sleeve going forward. A lot of video streaming, video streaming Purple Daily on a regular basis, and write that down. Uh, Realistic Randy is doing a show on our YouTube channel. You can find Andy Carlson's Purple for the Win podcast all over the place on scorenorth.com. So uh, at scorenorth on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. But it's Twins Vent Line, Twins Payroll Vent That's Line. That's been a good discussion. over the show here, Judd. It's a, uh, yeah, and... and- Again, it goes back to a curiosity about why people get so upset about this one topic. And it, it's funny because I ordinarily feel like I'm the curmudgeon. I'm the guy that can't stand the wild. Or I'm the guy that gets upset about the Vikings. Yeah. And fans are like, you know, back off. I mean, Gopher fans are all like, the Gophers are the most. And I'm like, no, they're not. But the Twins thing is the one I don't get because it seems like the roles are, re- are reversed there. Where I say, okay, I get the frustration with the Twins. It's been a tough run, and it stinks. It's not fun. But that being said, the fixation on one thing with this ball club fascinates me because I think it just it gets to be so over the top at times, mm-hmm. and and people and people stir up the masses, and almost every time the masses seem to fall for that stirring up. Yeah, uh, I, here, here's my question for you: of, of guys who are still out there right now. Let's let's. I'm gonna give you two pitchers, okay? All right. Let's spend other people's money here, okay? Let's say you you uh, you could sign one, but not both of these, and you had to sign one of them. Mm-hmm. Dallas Keuchel, who just turned 31 years old on uh, New Year's Day. Happy birthday, Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel, or 30 year old. They're about the same age. 30 year old Craig Kimbrell, but it has to be a four year deal. And they both have to be twenty million dollars a year. So let's say they're they're because reliever value has gone up. You're going to go eighty million dollars over four years, either Keuchel or Kimbrel. 
All right, I got a question for you. If I sit down, if you are Kimbrell's rep, and I talk about roles, is he exclusively a closer, as we know closers? He agrees to be an ace reliever. Probably Kimbrell then. But if he sees himself exclusively as a closer, then Keiko. He probably does see himself. I think he does. Actually, this. But here's another. I'd never thought of this. Let Let's say the the Twins. I'm sure have had conversations. The Twins offered you Darvish a hundred million dollars last offseason. Okay, that that happened. That's a fact. They've probably had conversations with the Craig Kimbrels and the Dallas Keuchels multiple times this offseason, right? And maybe they wind up getting one on a cheap deal later. That's what they did with Lance Lynn last year. What if you go to Craig Kimbrell? And you say, we want you, and we'll pay for it. And we know the risk. We'll give you the $15, $20 million a year that you want on a three- or four-year contract. We'll do it right now. Only if you don't care about saves. Mm-hmm. You have to be our firefighter firefighter reliever. Mm-hmm. And it might mean that you only get 10 saves, as it's defined, because we might use you in the seventh inning and the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Craig Kimbrell says, well, I'm the active career leader in saves. I have 333 career saves. I'm on a Hall of Fame trajectory, and I could be up there with the Mariana Rivera's if I'm able to stay healthy through my 30s and, and, and amass saves. So I'm a closer. I will pitch in the ninth inning for you. Which I think he would say, by the way. I do, too. So then I'm out. I'm out, too, because that's not the best way to use a $20 million. You know, I don't want him pitching in a three-run game in the ninth against the Royals. I want him pitching in the seventh inning yeah. with the game on the line. Yes, but some of these dudes, I could tell. Some of these relievers are like, I'm. I want to know what inning I'm pitching in, and the and the Twins front office says that's great and all, but that's not the best way to maximize this. And so that's if, that. That might actually be a conversation that has happened between Kimbrel and some teams, including the Twins, this offseason. And, and so if I have to sign one of those two pitchers, and Kimbrel says I'm a closer, that's it. I sign Keuchel. But again, I don't want to go more than three to four years. Yeah, I, I mean, if it's five years or more, I'm I'm out on both. Yeah. That that closer thing, we should just get rid. It's like wasn't it some beat writer who made up saves in the seventies? Jerome Holtzman, nineteen sixty nine, established the save rules, which include if the tying run is on deck. How about that? As opposed just these to arbitrary, like, these three arbitrary. This is what we're going to call a save, and it became it becomes what one of the most important stats out there, probably right. Yes, which means so the tying run on the if the tying runs on deck, it's a save situation, which means you can come in with two outs in the ninth inning. Yes. Two strikes on the batter, yes, and the 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 current pitcher's arm falls off. Oh my God, we got to bring in a reliever to finish this game out. You can come in with a five run lead, two outs, two strikes, and get a save because the tying runs in the on deck circle. <laughs> God bless sports writers. Oh man, six five one six four six eight two five five. Twins payroll event line has been the theme here. Cole in St. Paul, you're on with Mackie and Judd. No Rami today. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Good so- man. Thanks for calling. I called to talk about how didn't we win the division with most of this core um, just a few years ago? But wild card, yeah, comment, wild card. But yes, yes. Okay. So my la- your last comment uh, leads me to this question: um, What if you asked Kimbrel if he would uh, like to redefine the game and be an opener every two nights and then do saves every two nights? I hope Patrick Royce he's listening right now because his head just exploded. <laughs> See, this is fun, though. <laughs> I love it. That's fun. Can you imagine I love that, that question. Listen, uh, Craig, first of all, Cole, I love that idea. Thanks for the phone call. Go in and throw heat, too. That's, you know what? <laughs> this is the one thing about baseball and, and the direction it's going now. 
that, that makes it fun. The possibilities that five years ago you never would have discussed or thought of that exist now yeah. are so much fun. I mean, if you've got, put it this way. <laughs> Think about this. If you have a guy, <laughs> you got the best short, let's call him a short burst pitcher, okay? Instead of a closer or really, he's the best short burst pitcher in baseball. He throws 100 miles an hour. He's got a, he strikes out for his career 15 batters per nine innings. If you ran him out there for a complete game on, well, if he had, if he had gas in the tank for that long, he'd strike out 15 batters every game. Um, and a forward thinking front office like the Twins, not saying correct thinking, but forward thinking. They're trying to push the envelope. They're, they're doing the opener thing. It's very much reasonable that they would ask Craig Kimbrell to open games once in a while, right? Can you imagine <laughs> oh the, the look of Kimbrell? Hey, Craig, we got an idea for you. Yeah. Say, I, I, bye. I'll see you later. Uh, let's go to uh, Craig. You're on with Mackie and Judd. No Rami today. Okay. Uh, ooh, that is depressing, and I had a feel-good story for you. But it, since I was going to go the route of with the Jim Cott feel-good story, it was Jim Cott said the economics of baseball dictate as such that sooner than later we're going to have, like, two classes, just like the state high school league in Minnesota, one, two, three, four classes, yeah. which is utterly depressing. And And you look – the Yankees go in every year, all out, every year. And even them going in every year, all out, doesn't guarantee them a win every year. You know, and their payroll or their TV revenues in excess of $200 million. My gosh. Okay, the good story. This was in 88. Wimbledon was going on, and Burt Blyleving was, Burt Blyleving was making his debut as an angel back in the Metrodome. And Jim Cott and Ted Robinson were standing out front on a median waiting to do a, a, a broadcast before the game. And I walked right up to them, and they, they're, like, looking at me, and they, they got the cameras. <laughs> and I go, Jim, I said, when, you, when are you going to make your comeback? And he looked at me like I was nuts, and he goes, man, I'm in my 50s, you know. I said, well, yeah, Bert's getting up there. And I looked at Ted Robinson, and I said, Ted, what are you doing here? And he says, what do you mean? I said, why aren't you over doing Wimbledon? And he goes, he looks at Cod and he goes, wow, that'd be fun. He goes, I never thought of that. The next year, Ted Robinson was doing Wimbledon. So you gave so. Ted Robinson the, br- the idea for <laughs> the break his of his career. <laughs> you were his agent, man. <laughs> on my children, on my children. Where's your baby? cut? Yeah. <laughs> Where's your cut of Ted Robinson's contract? Yeah, well, unfortunately, we're back to square one with the Twins here, and I, I, I feel, I feel, I don't know if we're ever going to get anywhere with this, and it's, it is depressing. It's utterly depressing, and and uh, everything that you guys have illustrated, making some unbelievable points, but we are talking baseball economics one hundred and one here. Yep. Never forget. So I love the new format. I've been calling. Royce and Suchere for close to 30 years, and uh, um, it was time for them to go, and I, and I loved how they bowed out. You know, we are. it was very respectful, and uh, this is a breath of new air. Craig, uh, so, thank you. Thanks, Craig. Thank you for the phone call. They're not and, gone, by the way. And just to clarify that, too, I mean, they're they're not on AM 1500 in the way that they used to be, but Garage Logic is booming as a podcast, and if you're if you're wondering and you're listening, what happened to Joe Suchere? He's down the hallway doing a two-hour show every day that you can find on garagelogic.com. And all those guys are with him on a daily basis. Pat's on our show to wrap at 545 every single day. And if he's not on a walk. That's true. He texted us. We should read that text later. I was walking with the bride. Yeah. that's a, They were like 
a mile away from their home. I yeah, didn't they're know he good. Was they're getting a chain. I just love Judd's first question. It's not like, how was the walker? Is everything okay? It's, you see any alligators? <laughs> well, you like never a know. Four year old, like, you see any alligators? That'd be awesome. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> now, no, but the women's club was singing. That was worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> My yes. God. That was his response to karaoke club. But if people are wondering, how do I get more Roycey? Roycey used to be on my drive home. So you can find his weekly Roycey Unchained podcast with Judd every Monday. And we air that at 6 o'clock every Monday, too. And we're going to add a Roycey on baseball show coming up shortly. Too, That'll be at great. Some point. Be super fun. So can I give you this problem, too, about baseball? And, I, and this might be why the payroll thing to me d- doesn't concern me that much. As a baseball fan... And baseball used to be, as a kid, my favorite sport, okay? It would it used to go baseball, hockey, football, basketball. Um, I have just such huge, grave concerns about the game itself and how long the game takes and the pace of the game. And it's so the payroll thing to me is it's certainly an intriguing thing to talk about, and I get concerned about it, and it's probably justified. But I have so many other things about a sport that I used to love and still love, but not like I used to, that the payroll thing to me is probably down that list. And so, because I, I go to games now and I sit there and I think, my God, how does any 25 year old kid sit through this? Mm-hmm. And that's a sad thought. I used to love going. I used to, and the ballpark's still great, but the pace of the game itself and how it moves and guys stepping out of the box, right? And the pitchers walking around the mount and all those things. There's so many other concerns beyond what guys are being paid or not paid. Yes. I'm just doing a little experiment here to illustrate your point about 25 year olds. So you're not on Instagram. You'd have fun on Instagram. It's mostly of, it's the younger kind of like Facebook's probably skews older than Twitter, which they all, they all skew fairly young compared to, you know, like books, but like Facebook, the telephone, yeah, the telephone. But Facebook is probably old. Instagram's younger than Twitter, I would okay. say. All right. Uh, so just uh, Major League Baseball on Instagram has four point nine million followers. Four point nine million followers on Instagram. Okay, it's a, a lot, right? Yeah, no question. How many would you guess the NBA has on Instagram? You said four point nine for baseball. Mm-hmm. Oh, the NBA is very popular with the young kids who like probably probably something like fifteen. Higher. 25. Higher. 40? 34 million. Okay. The NBA has 34 million, and that's that that illustrates all you need to see about connecting with a younger audience. Do you audience, agree with right? that, though? Do I agree that the NBA is... No, 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 no. But that baseball, that of all the things that we can talk about and be concerned about with baseball, to me, the first thing is the actual health of the sport on the field. Yeah, but there's, well, I think it's both. I Actually, you know what? Let's come back on that. I think I might even disagree with you on that a little bit. Okay. And we can mix in, too. Uh, David wants to chime in as part of Twins Payroll Event Line. This is going to be wall-to-wall today, and that's fine fine by us. Open forum. And uh, we'll wrap with Roycey a little bit later on from the all-new Score North on 1500. Thanks, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, yeah, I, I do the big climb. Uh, this is now the second year in a row. Team Mackey, and if you want to sign up or donate, my mother passed away to a rare form of blood cancer a year and a half ago, and so we we climbed to try and raise money to knock out blood cancers. You can go to MackeyLLS.com too. MackeyLLS.com, and that'll training hard take you too. There. Yes, actually, you're I in training this year, dude. I did Stairmaster two days last weekend. 
Well, after, after last year when you bid off the assignment yeah. without training for it, sounds like you've learned something. I almost died in that. <laughs> but besides that, corridor. it went fantastic. Yeah, it was rough. I've tallied up, just for fun here, Yeah, five major pro league Instagram followings. Okay. Because Instagram represents younger people, right? It represents yeah. like age, yes. I don't know, age 15 to 35 probably. Yes. Kind of the Instagram crowd, 15 to 40. The maybe. crowd that leagues want. Yep. Like that's the, if you got, if you've got that crowd, you're, and you keep them, you're healthy, you're good for two decades. Absolutely. So NBA is 34 million. Okay. NFL is 13.4 million. Really? Ma- Major League Baseball is 4.9 million, yeah. just ahead of the NHL at 3.3 million. Okay. And MLS creeping down the backstretch at 1.1 million Instagram followers. Interesting really? to see the that NHL baseball and the that... NHL are neck and neck. Wow. Not quite neck and neck. That's an exaggeration. But they're fairly close in terms of Instagram followings. And NBA way out in front. And NFL is I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised that in, in relation to basketball, football's that low. 13.4. I thought f- football would be, if the NBA is at 34, like you said, I thought football would be, at, you know, in the 20s at least. This, this, That's really interesting. This is only one metric, but this sure. is why when people say, okay, the NFL, at, at some point in the last 200 years, the most popular sport has always handed off the baton. Boxing handed off the baton, and baseball handed off the baton, and horse racing handed off the baton. So when I see this... And the NBA is just on fire. The, the NBA ratings are down this year, but like, the I NBA don't. in general is on fire. And that's the ratings all. are down to LeBron being in the West. And the, those are TV ratings, too. Yeah. They don't, like, and it's Nielsen. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing about yeah. that to me. Basketball ratings are down, but basketball is incredibly popular with kids in their 20s, right? Mm-hmm. What are those kids doing across the board? They're on their phones. Yeah, yep. they're, they're cutting the cord. Right. So if you don't cable... Then you don't. Yeah. Then then you aren't recognized by Nielsen. Rami just texted me about it today, cutting the cord because he's moving to his new exactly. place. He's talked to me about it today. So yeah, it's yeah. it's a common thing. It's growing. ESPN saw it. That's why they introduced ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. All these other companies are going with over the top models where you just stream it. And yeah. also keep in mind, Instagram isn't a place where you watch full games. It's a place yeah. where you grab snackable content from the teams. Yeah. So th- to to the point that you were making, and I don't disagree. Baseball has. A lot of in-game problems. They just—it's got to be a little snappier. It's got to be more fun. You can't have these unwritten rules that suppress the fun factor. Like let guys have fun. Let guys thump their chest and flip their bats and stuff. But even more so than that, what does the NBA get to take advantage of in addition to game highlights? But what do they get to take advantage of on social media? Speculation and rumors and things and people are people want. News and they want to know. Okay, where's Carmelo going to go here? Off seasons are great yep. fun. Absolutely. Like baseball, there's no reason to follow that account. Nope. What are you going to get? Well, Bryce Harper's not signed yet, but this yeah. random reliever guy did. As I told caller today, when I compile the sports headlines for the day, I always go to MajorLeagueBaseball.com just to see if something <laughs> happened. And on the left, they have their free agent tracker. For the past like two months, it's just been stuck on Bryce Harper at the top. Are the Nationals and Phillies the now serious runners? And like, how long are we going to continue that talker? Like, that's boring. Headline yeah. from September fifth, two thousand eighteen, basically. And if you guys recall, there there was a time period now two months back. The Phillies were all in, right? Mm-hmm. The Phillies came out and said, "We are in on everybody." Harper Machado, we are going to yeah. get somebody. We if that's any other sport by now, they've got them or they yeah. don't, right? Yes. 
we don't care anymore. Yeah. Like the Phillies could sign him. I'd be like, okay, cool. The yeah. Phillies don't sign At him. At this point, they've lost they've lost that steam of like, oh, yes. this is the greatest news on the planet that they just signed this monster deal. They sign that monster deal tomorrow, no one cares. Absolutely. Because it's taken so long for that to happen. Yeah. Um Jonathan, since we yeah. since we got you on the mic here and you're a huge soccer fan and you mm-hmm. follow the English Premier League. Yeah. So my impression of the English Premier League is there was there 20 teams? Yep, 20 teams. And like 7 of them have an actual chance to win. Really, it's probably more like three or four in any given year, but seven over the course of maybe a five-year stretch. And then the other 13 teams have zero chance. There's no salary cap. So Manchester United gets to spend 10 times as much money as the 18th-ranked team, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever that... But fans don't seem to... Do fans of those teams that have no chance get really, really mad? Or what's the dynamic when you when you go up and down the, the I don't table, think they get mad. I think it's starting to get that way because the money in soccer is starting to get absolutely ridiculous. If you look at the lowest... According to this website, Planet Football, it's not the Sports Illustrated one. It's a different one. They compiled all the wage bills for the teams. The lowest ranked one what's, is... Is a wage bill what you would call like like payroll. a payroll? Yeah. Listen yeah. to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> He speaks in soccer He's very pretentious. <laughs> 21.7 million euros is what, or that's pounds, so whatever that is across to here. 21.7 million is what Huddersfield pays for their entire roster. You look up at the top-ranked one, Manchester City, who are owned by Qatari billionaires who have a country and an oil field at their disposal, spend $264.1 million on their entire wow. payroll. So it's it's even more of a discrepancy it's than Major ridiculous, League Baseball. It's ridiculous, but... Those fans, I don't think they care so much because there's that threat of relegation. So the teams still spend. Yes. The teams still spend because they want to stay in the Premier League. That's the that's the key for them is staying in the Premier League. They don't care about winning the title. They those fans know they're not going to win the title unless you're Leicester and can do it on a miracle run when the other teams are crap and you just have this amazing run. They're generally thinking, I just want to stay in the Premier League because I can watch my team every week. It gets a hundred million dollars just by being in the league. You get the the advertising rights. You get the chance to get all these players. They don't. I don't think the fans care so much about winning the title. They just want to stay in, and that's why they're okay with their teams spending the money. And they want to set. They want to see them spend it smartly, but they also just want to see them spend. And that's the cool thing, though. Yeah. I was it two or three years back where the top of the table was done. It mm-hmm. was decided. Er, there that was, was last year, yeah. there was no in- intrigue mm-hmm. except for relegation. Yep. And that was great fun. So you're saying. Forget about the Twins and wanting the Twins to win the World Series. We should be rooting for the We've talked about International this. League, AAA International League. We've talked about this, Opening yes. up the basement of Major League Baseball. Yeah. Think about <laughs> think about if you went into a Sunday and the threat... You'd thre- have Bryce Harper and Manny Machado signed immediately if if there was threat of relegation. And the threat was was if you don't if you don't beat the Royals on this Sunday, mm-hmm. that you and the Iowa Cubs are switching places. Yep. Think about it. Yeah. That'd be amazing. It's never going to happen here, but it'd be it amazing. Won't. Of course it won't, but it still it still would be so much fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got we're, we're an hour and a half into this thing. Mackie and Judd with Rami. No Rami today on Score North, the all new Score North on fifteen hundred and Twins payroll vent line has been kind of the theme. David Minneapolis, you're on the show. Good afternoon. Um, so when you're talking about payroll, I, I see it kind of as as not as relevant when it comes to teams like the Twins. Basically, with baseball becoming a regional sport there's enough money that this made off of tv revenue teams like the twins just become like the equivalent of the washington generals just a team for the better teams to beat up on um that's how they stay relevant and when you talk about the the length of play of games 
if the if the games are great, no one would complain about it. It's the, these games that are completely boring. I grew up a fan of the Cardinals in the 80s and the hit-and-run teams and stealing and things like that. With baseball the way it is, it's like 40 of the 50, I think, um, individual seasons, like highest strikeout seasons have been in the last 10 years. Yeah. You have all these defensive shifts. You have you know, rotations where you don't even get to the to um, the starting pitcher, you know, a second, third time to actually do damage. So these games are completely boring. There's no action. They gave away tacos during the World Series if there was a steal during a game. I mean, that, <laughs> that's the point where we're at right now. And they're really like, well, there's like two. <laughs> there, I mean, there's literally nothing going on in a lot of games, and it's it's boring to watch anymore. You know what? So David brings up a lot of good points, and – I think if you're a team like the Twins, and if we can get past this notion that payroll is going to be the thing that if, if we can if we can just get mad enough at them where they'll spend more money and then they're going to be as good as we want them to be, I want them to do something differently than the rest of the top. How are if whatever the blueprint is that the Yankees are using that the that the Astros are using, how can you tweak that and do something different? And I think the Rays try. They do. I think one of the main things, and Williams Astadio is a embodiment of this. He's an embodiment of a lot of things. Is can like this is just an example. Can you be the team that strikes out the least amount in an era where strikeout records are being broken on an annual basis? Can you can you create a roster and a, and a lineup that puts the ball in play at a higher rate than any team in baseball and really put pressure on your opponents? Like that. That's the conversation I want to have. How can the Twins do something different? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do really with payroll to put pressure on other teams, which would be what. But besides that, I don't so like think what more. could I they think more. But because but but the Rays, the Rays, <laughs> for being a team stuck in a terrible stadium that does not make much, mm-hmm. they do come up with a lot of creative ideas. Where and you might hate them, but you do say, "I didn't. I would have never thought of that idea." Yeah. And I, now Andrew Friedman's working with a $250 million payroll with the Dodgers. And I do think at some point the Dodgers are going to, you know, they're going to uh, cash in. John in Plymouth. Hey, John. Hey, guys. So I guess all I really wanted to say was I think part of the frustration is I don't want to feel like I'm enriching somebody that's already rich. So if you don't feel you're going to be competitive this year, all right, fine. Maybe you don't bring anybody in. But how about, you know, you knock a dollar off a beer or you subsidize a family ticket package or something. So that way, the community that helped build the ballpark, they benefit. And then the team's not wasting money on a contract they really don't need. I guess that's all I want to say. Thanks, John. Sure. I am all for concessions being slashed. What, yeah. What the Falcons did is genius. All all for that. What they're but, doing for the Super Bowl. They're still keeping Yeah, they're keeping them cheap, the right? That's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's great. Uh, but I will say that if you and I've I've heard that uh, complaint before from fans, if you have a problem <laughs> with going to games and subsidizing rich people, you probably shouldn't go to games. Period. Because yeah, like, they're all yeah. incredibly rich, and don't don't think for one second that, that because the Wolves care about their team that they're sitting there saying we will do financially whatever we have to do. The Wolves are doing really really well, and so so are you saying that you? Don't mind going to Vikings games, but you mind going to Twins games? Wild games, right? That's I mean, Craig, yeah. Craig's a huge hockey head, hockey fan, and Leopold cares a lot about his team. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Last time I checked, his building's full. 
They're selling a lot, and it's not like he's saying, you know what, I don't care if I'm poor. If I can win a Stanley Cup, I don't care if my entire family goes. The Johnson and Johnson thing, we can go broke. Yeah. He's not saying so that. So, I mean, I'm not going so, to dunk on stop? a caller there, but okay, let's go down that path of I don't want to put money into a rich person's pocket. Well, Ziggy Wilf made a hell of a lot more money running the Vikings last year than Jim Polad did. It's a fact. And if you let's just go back to what we talked about an hour ago. If you took the salary cap top off the NFL, you think the Vikings would have won the bidding war for Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins, if you took a salary cap ceiling off of the NFL, Kirk Cousins would be making $75 million just because he's a quarterback. Would the Vikings have paid with, $75 million? With no million? salary cap, he'd be he'd be sitting on a five- to eight-year contract with the Jets right now. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Because the, the Jets would have said, Jets we're, we're, the New York, away. we're a New York-based team, Absolutely. we have more revenue coming in, and we'll just keep putting money in front of Kirk Cousins that he can't refuse. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's see here. we got Sam and Andover. You're on Twins Payroll Event Line, Sam, with Mackie and Judd. Yeah, guys, I just wanted to make a quick point. Uh, really sick of these some of these fans complaining about the payroll when they were the same fans complaining about Joe Maurer's contract. You know, it's, when they sign someone, it's he's not good enough for the money, but when they don't sign someone, they complain about us not signing anyone. We just signed one of the best DHs in the game yeah. to a pretty good contract and stuff like that. And I think there's, uh, to piggyback off the point of why baseball maybe isn't as popular right now is because there's a lack of knowledge in the game in some of the young people, and they just don't understand how it works and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I, just to, to say, I wouldn't say that like all fans are dumb. Like I think that's what Sam just said. But, um, but on the Nelson Cruz front, Sometimes it does feel like what's that contract? One year, fourteen million with an option. With an option, right? Yep. Sometimes I feel so. That's one year, fourteen million. You're paying a guy fourteen million dollars to come in and hit bombs for you. That's not that. That would be behind Joe Maurer. I think the second highest contract on the team if it was last year. Irvin Santana might have been in that ballpark. But sometimes I feel like you're only making fans happy. The pay the payroll whining fans happy. Well, yeah, but it's only a $14 million contract. Okay, well, like, would you be happy if we just floated him an extra $6 million through Venmo? Would that make you happier? <laughs> and Nelson, here you go. I mean, seriously, like, that's... like Well, and the Mau- the, the Mauer contention was, was that if they hadn't paid Joe so much that they'd go out and pay another guy that much, and I don't know if that's true or not, but... but the Joe thing always came back to if you weren't pay, if you hadn't made this mistake on Joe's contract, you could go out and sign Bryce Harper. Yeah. Well, that's just not going to be true. Let's go uh, one more call here on this subject. Mark in St. Michael on Twins Payroll Event Line. Hey, guys. I was going to piggyback on Sam. I, I think it's ludicrous to think that the Twins aren't spending enough because they're not going out and hamstringing themselves with a 20-year $800 million contract for somebody. If we want to complain when one of our superstars, potential youth, say Snow finally gets it or Buxton finally gets it, and we don't sign those guys, then you can, can complain. But who are you going to go out and get and spend all this money on? And are they really going to try to get Bryce Harper? Is Bryce Harper or Manny Machado going to come to Minnesota? I don't think so. So where who are we going to spend all this money on that we supposedly are supposed to spend? Yeah, Mark in St. Michael with the final word there. And just my last thought on this is, okay, if, I don't know, if the Twins, I don't even know what to add to this. Like, I'm so sick of talking about payroll. I'm, I am, 
I feel like it's been a a ten year battle ever since they moved into Target Field of just like having the same conversation year after year after year and having the same gap between reality and what the expectation is. And that when they moved into Target Field, they were supposed to compete revenue wise with the top teams in baseball. Well, yeah, when they moved into Target Field, it was a boost for sure, and it was a boost. They spent. They spent like $65 million their last year at the Metrodome, and two years later at Target Field, they were up to $120 million. Like They doubled their payroll. Mm-hmm. But then a bunch of other teams got new stadiums, too, and better TV deals, and the market kind of settled back in to where it was. Do you recall there, there was at least one, if not two, shows where we went through, and I think you looked up their draft classes and the pitching in particular, and we went through and found they basically had developed like one pitcher in yeah. 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. That's why things got bad. That's why things are presently still not great. Mm-hmm. That's why. And that's what I, that's what I don't, don't want to sound condescending here. That's what I want people to sort of get is it's not the payroll and it's not, and the twins deserve blame for this. They screwed up. Terry screwed up. Terry was very good at one time, lost his fastball, and they kept running Terry out there, and he was throwing slop, and it didn't work. But it's it's the fact that they didn't develop players. They didn't develop pitching. The, the fact that, you know what? In some cases, they didn't trade prospects at a time when that team was good, and if they had, they could have made runs that they didn't then subsequently make in mm-hmm. full. That's why this franchise didn't get past that that hump and then regressed. It's not solely based. Payroll might be part of, of this conversation, but it's only part. And I think the frustrating thing for you and me is we sit here and hear from people that bash the payroll drum constantly without ever opening up the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. And um, and coming from the point of view of, I think, Thad Levine and Derek Falvey are two of the, it's one of the brightest young front office tandems in Major League Baseball. I've heard rave reviews about them from people outside the organization too. And they're like, man, I can't believe they got both those guys, et cetera, et cetera. I, so I come from like, my paradigm is I think those guys are building something that's going to be sustainably good. I don't know about great. We'll see. You might need some lucky breaks and you're going to have to spend some extra money to be great to supplement it. But I can tell you that it's not the poll ads who are telling them to spend less money. The poll ads greenlit, a $130 plus million payroll last year. They greenlit a nine-figure contract for you, Darvish. And they've greenlit spending in the same neighborhood as last year, if not more. And it's Fabi and Levine who have said, actually, we kind of want to go down this other path of like stripping it down a little bit. Not stripping it down, but like we're not going to go crazy in free agency. We're not just going to spend to spend. So what incentive would those guys have? When given the green light to spend more, what incentive would those guys have to say, no. We're going to like, they're not pocketing the extra money. They're not, they have, they have, there's no reason for them to try and put an extra $30 million in the Polad's pockets. Yeah. So the only conclusion I can come to is I trust them. I think they're doing a good job. They must see an angle here. It's an interesting way of going about it. I probably would spend a little more money, but they see an angle and they're smart. And I'm sitting here giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's where, that's where I'm coming. I think that's fair. Yeah. Should we wrap with Royce next? <laughs> Hopefully. I, I think I was, you might have just called him. I was walking again. <laughs> you know, we should get him. We should get him a Toyota because then he could drive back home where his phone is. <laughs> Luther Brookdale Toyota doesn't exist down in Fort Myers where Pat is, but it is on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard here in the Twin Cities. And the cool thing about 
now through the end of February is if you've got service to be done on your vehicle, you are eligible if you go into Luther Brookdale Toyota to get $1,000 off said service courtesy of Toyota. So if you've been putting off service, you got some things that you want to, that you need to have done and you've been, I don't know, you just don't want to go in after work or spend the money, whatever it is, you can get $1,000 off that service courtesy of Toyota for my friends in that service department that have been helping me through four or five different vehicles over the past decade and a half and my family through countless vehicles going back to the 1980s. It's the best combination of durable vehicles, peace of mind, and some of the best and friendliest people in the industry. Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Thank you, Jonathan. All right, we got him. Are you on your walk again, Pat? Well, actually, what happened yesterday is when the wife and I went to that 4.30 uh, dinner at uh, Denny's to get it at half price, I, uh, I kind of went, came back and took a nap. I forgot. So you know, I, was, <laughs> I was back sleeping about 5.45. No, yeah, I'm sorry about that yesterday because I'm sure I had some very erudite uh, opinions to add uh, to whatever the topic might have been. We just did two hours on Twins Payroll. Oh, really? People are still uh, upset about that, huh? Okay. Every day. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I I think this is a great day in Twin City sports, and we should stop complaining. We got Max Minster. Who? The Timberwolves. We got Max Minster. Again, who? He's the captain, the manager, the, the coach of our Esport team. He's one of the biggest <laughs> names in esports, and we got him. He like founded esports, and now he's the Timberwolves manager. What's that? What's what, wrong what, with you guys? What's all on his resume? Oh, I don't know. He's an inventor of some dang company. I was just reading about it. I'm excited. I want to go watch some of that esports. Are you? Uh, oh, are, yeah. are you a gamer at all? Have you ever played video games? <laughs> Pong, I was a son of a gun at Pong until they turned it up to half speed. Then I was in trouble. Yeah, I could eat those guys a little bit. I could play that game, but I, I don't think I played a Pac-Man? game since Pac-Man. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I played guys. a game since Pac-Man. I think eating those guys was the last time I did it, but uh, fantastic. So we're mad at the Twins. Explain this to me. We want Kimbrel. Is that it? I see Sue Ed wants Kimbrel. Is that the deal? They want anybody. Want we just want them to spend money. Just sign people. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I, I, I don't quite. Why is it a major issue this year? Why is it a major issue this year? It's a ma- I think it's a major issue because they, they spent $130 million last 30. year, and now they're at yes. like 100 Yeah. Well, yeah, 23 of that's Joe, yeah. right? So, but we were paying Joe too much, right? Yeah, but so so now you're down to 107, and they're probably still signing guys. So they'll be what they were without Joe, right? I I don't get how's this different than when it was 110 three years ago. I I don't understand what the what the problem is. I guess I'm I know we all make excuses for the Twins, but there's nothing they can do right now to in. Even improve their chances of success until they find out if the center fielder, the third baseman, can function. If they're not going to be very good, then next year you got to you better have some money to spend because you're going to have to replace both of them. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, I'll bite here. I'm looking at the T Wolves gaming press release. 
And it yeah. says that Max Minkster will be responsible for overseeing the general manager, coach, and content teams for this Timberwolves. Yeah. What the hell is this? <laughs> it's the NBA eSports League that's about to kick off in May, I believe. And we have one of the franchises. There's like 18 franchises, but we got Max. So I'm going to ask another dumb question on top of this. So, this? What do you so do? I'm and I'm much like more plugged into gaming than like, in terms of like my age. <laughs> but I even so so do the do they have like a team of video game players? Yes. that yes, play yes, as the Timberwolves. Yes. Have, each team's going to have a a game. Each team's got a studio. But I don't know if we play our home games like in the lounge or the Target <laughs> Center or not. I think that's up to Max to let us know when's Max can have a press conference and uh, and tell us we got to put our front foot forward on the closeout. But hold on, like that, if I'm know? if I'm Max Max yeah. uh, Min- Mincer, if I'm Mincer. The, if I'm the e <laughs> if I'm the Wolves e gaming general manager, yes, am I at the mercy of whatever dumb contracts the Wolves real team signs, right. or do I get to ditch Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, do we have a Wiggy on our game who kind of just nods off when he's at the handle there? <laughs> do they use handles, by the way? I don't know. Do they still use handles? They, they have their, like, player gamer tags, or their gamer tags, which is their name. So, yeah, their handles, yeah. No, 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 I mean, not name handles. When you're running the... When you're running the game, what am I using? A controller. You're using a controller. So you do use a controller? Yeah. It it says here in the release, the NBA 2K League season kicks off in May, and the organization is eager for its start. So I'm glad to see in the press release we're saying we are we are eager for its start as opposed to don't give a damn when it starts. Now I got a question for you. You got Rory in there, right? Does anybody ever look more like a gamer than this guy? Our guy. Oh, he's not here today. Oh, Rami, 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 whatever. Rami, Rami's off. He's moving in today. See, he should have been here today because he can talk gaming. I would think he's pretty excited about this franchise. I think he's more of a Netflix guy than a than a PlayStation guy. Uh, I don't know. He needs a haircut either way, from what I can see. But <laughs> it is long. He does have long hair. You are correct about that. Anyhow, uh, that's it. So. uh What uh, boy? You guys didn't. Anybody watch Tennessee and Vanderbilt last night? Well, I'm sure Manny watched it four times on film this morning. Yeah, that was a hell of a game because Vanderbilt's not supposed to be any good, and they were throwing in these three-pointers. But this uh, Grant Williams, the Tennessee guy who might end up being the player of the year, 23 of 23 at the line. Jeez. Really? Yeah, and he's 6'8". He's an inside guy. 23 of 23 at the line, and it was a hell of a game. And Tennessee uh, managed to uh, beat them, so they're going to be number one this week, anyway, for the rest. Although they got to play, you know, the SEC. Uh, I'm down here in SEC country, you know. You know, the SEC and the Big 12 this Saturday have like their 10 game showdown right in the middle of the season. Yes, I saw that a couple Very nights weird. ago. But uh, ESPN loves it, so I guess that's uh, that's the deal, anyway. Hey, what can you tell us about? Did you? I saw you tweet. You had a conversation with Clem Haskins. Yeah, I called up uh, Clem about. I actually, I actually was uh, wanted to call him up and uh, talk to him about that Clemson game from '97. Uh, uh, get a couple of quotes on that fantastic two overtime game against Clemson in '97 for reasons that might be obvious later in the week. But then we BS for a while. He's doing okay, although he's having major back surgery one of these weeks. So, 
Anyway, if they ever if they ever decided to open their arms up and bring him back, would he say no? Well, he came back. You know, that one time the '90 team had their reunion, and they basically convinced him to come back. And the university, and they were the university was going to make him stay in the stands and wave. And then the players called him up on the court. Remember that? Yeah, very Got very upset about it. But uh, you know what? <laughs> Having a tutor hand out some paper oh. on menstrual cramps is, doesn't look like that big of a scandal anymore. Why no. can't we get past that now? Like, <laughs> now it's just not a big deal. Just, the, yeah, well, how did Bruce, hey, how did Bruce Pearl end up back at Auburn? And Clemson get a job? Bruce yeah, Pearl that's a good question. every rule in the history of mankind at Tennessee. And he, I think he had a three-year show cause or something, and then they let mm-hmm. him in. They let him back in. Yeah, yeah he went on ESPN I, for three years. I have years. no idea why uh, Clem ended up basically being, uh, you know, run off, run off forever. He was only 55 when he... Uh, when he got run off, he's seventy-five now. So put twenty the, years ago, put the banners back up. Just put the ninety. Put everything back up from that year. Yeah, tell the NCAA. Well, put it back in the press guide too. Tell the NCAA to kiss your hiney and put it back in the book. Right? Amen. It is dumb that yes. we have to pretend like that never happened. Oh, right. Man. Well, and they didn't the do anything NCAA. that wrong. The NCAA should be in charge of of uh, NFL officiating. They deserve each other. Those two things, <laughs> shouldn't they? That would be that'd be fitting, yes. Yeah, well, why, uh, what are you going to do about the wild now, Judd? What do you mean? Still giving up? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this, this is listen, listen. They just went on the road. You know why? The mighty Golden Knights. The subtraction of Nino woke these bums up. I tell you what, every week I'm trading another guy just to jolt him. <laughs> this is like this is like Charlie a jolt. Coils, Charlie Coyle suddenly can't be stopped. Exactly. So, so we've gone from putting Charlie at center to get him started to put him back at wing to get him started. And within I the next make... eight days, when when they're, they're off be playing defense, I know <laughs> I relocate him to the Boston Bruins. Get somebody else in here. These guys respond to adversity. They like it when you trade their buddies. <laughs> All right. I don't know. What do you think, Phil? Another week, and he'll be saying, "Load up. We got to get a." <laughs> Let's make a run! Come on! I have a I have a write that down prediction on the table, and he can hear it. He's in front of me. Uh, b- before the end of the month, he will have another scorching hot take wild column destroying the team oh. on our website. <laughs> I wrote about him today again. Okay, now that you're still alive. Well, we send down both Eck and uh, Coonan today, right? Yes, but they, they, that's because they're off for eight days, so now they'll go down to Iowa and play down. Oh, that's and, why they sent them then down. They can, then they can save 40 bucks it, on this <laughs> Yes, well put. Yeah, those, the cheap, 40 bucks, yeah, cheap exactly. Leopold. No one ever rips yeah. the cheap Leopolds for sending guys down yeah. game in the system. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson fortune's not enough. Yeah, yeah. There could have been there could be ways for Leopold to finagle the uh, salary cap. Yes. Uh, I, I guess I'm just really out of uh, touch here with the uh, crazed reaction to uh, who are these people? None of whom go to a game, right? Nobody's ever no. they don't go to a game, well, they just like to pitch. We uh we got like ten seconds left, but we will let's let's do let's do fifteen full minutes with you on the this tomorrow. Okay. All right. See you, Patrick. Right. Bye. Bye. I had to cut him off. <laughs> I used to still talk. Right. Ah, yeah, I said something else. All right. Mackie and Judd on demand. Scorenorth.com. See you guys tomorrow. Write that down tomorrow.